This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of these airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. You can control the content of the website. All you have to do is head over to freetalklive.com and submit something to it. You find something online you think is interesting or fun or whatever you think our listeners would uh, would appreciate. You submit it as show prep and then others will vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've suggested and the most liked. Make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So head over there, get interactive with that. And, of course, you can interact with us via the phones at 855-450-FREE. And, uh, and here tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Uh, so there's news coming out, more news now, about Barack Obama and his pot-smoking ways. Now, I mentioned, I think it was earlier this week, about the Obama meme, like with a picture of him from back in college wearing this kind of uh, silly-looking hat. I'm not sure what you call it. <laughs> He looks, looks like one of the characters from Good Times. Looks like a Panama hat from the the uh, the way it's shot here, but it's hard to tell. It's an old picture. And and he's toking on something. I don't know if it's a hand-rolled cigarette or if it's uh, marijuana, but the uh, the meme is one of those internet memes where you can go to like quick meme. You can type up your own meme and add – somebody made one of them that said something to the effect of smoked pot in college. Now we'll put you in prison for it yeah. or something like that. And there was another quote attached to it from Obama's own book, I guess, that he's written, uh, likely through a ghostwriter. But there's a quote in there that uh, basically references and, and acknowledges that, yeah, he smoked pot and he might have even done a little blow. He smoked uh, like a broke day. microwave. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that was the, the quote, no. but uh, it was some. It was definitely acknowledging, yes, he has smoked cannabis. He may have even done cocaine. He admits to, to doing cocaine, as a matter of fact. And now there's even more coming out about this. And it was it was enough for me just to – I mean, I already knew that he had smoked pot. That had come out during the campaign, uh, if not prior to that. And it, that was already hypocritical enough. Just the fact that you smoked pot in, and you're now enforcing the war on drugs is hypocritical enough. But well, it's not like Bush didn't do the same thing. No doubt. Uh, and, of course, Clinton as well. And who knows how many people b- before them. Uh, it's just that most of the presidents prior to Bill Clinton, I don't think, were asked questions about whether or not they smoked marijuana. I wonder how many of them actually did. Marijuana is a fairly common drug. Lots of people have used it at some point in their lives. Reagan was in Hollywood, but I would imagine, like, I'm just guessing he's probably the only one. Who hasn't? Who who did. If Of the presidents that we um, you know know about that have smoked marijuana, Reagan would be the only one that has smoked it that we don't know about. And That's total that's speculation. Just a, yeah, it is. I, I marijuana don't know, was not that common before the '60s, and sure it was. So the president's what? I mean, it was common enough to ban it back in the 1930s. Yeah. People have been smoking marijuana for uh, hundreds of years, yeah, but but not okay, not Caucasian people on the North American continent for recreation, and not I'm nearly sorry, as many. Actually, right. if you look at uh, Taron Lupo, who wrote the Pirates of Savannah, which is a great fiction book, uh, was based on a lot of reality. Though, if you look at the Pirates of Savannah, there's the back uh, the back portion of the book. Uh, Taron goes down the list of the stuff that was it, that he used in the book that he got from reality, and one of those things that they've excised from the history books is the fact that people down south and all over the place grew and smoked marijuana. I mean, it, okay. it was not an uncommon thing at all. That they successfully ex- since they successfully excised it from history, then Absolutely. I didn't believe it. Yeah. Obviously so, not being around prior to the 70s. So now here's more of the hypocrisy from this uh, Barack Obama guy. Uh, 
to give you a little bit of an insight as to exactly how hypocritical he is, it's not like he just smoked a little bit of pot in college. No, 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 no. He actually had the Choom Gang. According to Choom ABC Gang? News, unlike Bill Clinton, Barack Obama never tried to say he didn't inhale. In his 1995 memoir, Dreams of My Father, Obama writes about smoking pot almost like Dr. Seuss wrote about eating green eggs and ham. As a high school kid, Obama wrote that he would smoke in a white classmate's sparkling new van. He would smoke in the dorm room of some brother. And he would smoke on the beach with a couple of Hawaiian kids. He would smoke it here and there. He would smoke it everywhere. (laughs) Smoke it in a box. Smoke it with a fox. Now a soon-to-be-published biography by David Marinus entitled Barack Obama The Story gives more detail on Obama's pot-smoking days, complete with testimonials from young Barry Obama's high school buddies, a group that went by the name The Choom Gang. Choom, of course, slang for smoking marijuana. Marinus portrays the teenage Obama as not just a pot smoker, but a pot smoking innovator. Marinus writes, as a member of the Choom Gang, Barry Obama was known for starting a few pot smoking trends. The first Obama inspired trend, total absorption, or TA. TA was the opposite of Bill Clinton's claim that as a Rhodes Scholar at Oxford, he smoked dope but never inhaled, explains Marinus. Here's how it worked. If you exhaled prematurely when you were with the Choom Gang, you were assessed a penalty, and your turn was skipped the next time the joint came around. Wow. So Barack Obama was such a pothead that uh, he came up with little rules for uh, for him and his buddy, uh, him and his buddies to consume the marijuana. So if you exhaled too quickly, uh, then you would be out for the next round of uh, passing the joint. How long was uh, the proper uh, amount of time to keep the smoke in your lungs? That is not made clear here, but nonetheless, uh, I mean, how are we supposed to play this game if we don't know the rules? As one of Obama's old high school buddies told the author, wasting good bud smoke was not tolerated. Another Obama innovation, roof hits. When they were chooming in a car, all the windows had to be rolled up so no one, uh, so no smoke blew out and went to waste. When the pot was gone, they t- that's called hotboxing uh, in some circles. They tilted their heads back and I sucked. I thought hotboxing was when the, uh, the cherry on the cigarette got too long. No, that's called canoeing. Oh wait, no, no, no! When the cherry's Tell too we're long, from different generations. When the ter- when the cherry's too long, I don't know if there's, I don't know what the name is for that, but if the if if the rolled joint of the paper on the joint runs, if it, it kind of runs up one side, that's yeah. called a canoeing. At least that's what they call up here in the Northeast. Uh, so back to the story here from ABC News. Uh, they were hotboxing the car, and then they would tilt their heads back and sucked in the last bit of smoke from the ceiling, uh, calling that the roof hit. They also say it's that kind of sad is what that is. <laughs> Obama was known for his interceptions. When a joint was making the rounds, he often elbowed his way in, out of turn, shouted intercepted, and took an extra hit. What a jerk. I mean, this is this kind of behavior, this uh, interception, this is very much a uh, you know, a, a faux pas, a no-no. It's it's rude. I mean, I guess if it was his pot, then it's no big deal. But if somebody else lights up a joint and kind of the the way things go in the pot smoking world, if somebody else lights up a joint, it, it would be rude to step in and, and take two hits before someone else has gotten their first one or, you know, if, to, to somehow artificially increase your amount of access to he it. He must have had, uh, you know, the high level of uh, respect inside this group to be, able to, get a, to be able to get away with something like that. Although Obama himself, because if he was low on the totem pole, the ranking, somebody would just 
grab his face and shove him back towards the door. Although Obama himself wrote that he and his pot-smoking buddies were a club of disaffection, the author says that's not really true. In fact, most members of the Choom gang were decent students and athletes who went on to successful and productive uh, careers as lawyers, writers, and businessmen. One uh, notable exception was Ray, the group's pot dealer, who, known for his ability to score quality bud, would years later be killed by a scorned gay lover armed with a ball-peen hammer. Obama himself managed to be a pretty good student despite all the pot smoking and unconventional study habits. Well, hey, guess what? Barack Obama's not the only college uh, student who manages to do very well or managed uh, to do very well in college and still keep up a cannabis consuming habit. I, I would say that the numbers of the numbers of college students that manage to keep up their grades and smoke marijuana are probably higher than those that uh, bomb out because they've smoked it. He told his Choom gang mates that the trick was if you put the textbook under your pillow the night before or you would perform better on an exam. Back to the pot smoking. Hawaii of the early 1970s was something of a pot smoking mecca. Uh, the author wrote that it was sold and smoked right there in front of your nose. Uh, the various different types of uh, Maui Waui and Puna Bud, Kona Gold, etc. Uh, were readily available. Obama's pal, Mark Bendix, had a Volkswagen microbus known as the Choom Wagon. They would often drive what else would up you call it? Honolulu's Mount Tantalus, where they parked, turned up the stereos playing Aerosmith, Blue Oyster Cult, and Stevie Wonder, and lit up some sweet, sticky Hawaiian buds, then washed it down with green bottled beer. Now, this is all from the same man who refuses to budge on federal drug enforcement policy, who not only refuses to budge, but actually is calling for more enforcement of it. More coming up. Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. You can bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Dot com And those features, by the way, include archives. You can go all the way back to late 2006, download as many as you would like, listen at your leisure, and enjoy, because it's all free. Freetalklive.com. Plus, on the left-hand side under the uh, Listen section, uh, there's uh, the, under the Listen and Share header, there's a link to our SoundCloud page. makes it easy to find us on SoundCloud now, which is a neat new way that you can listen to the show and also share different episodes with your friends on Facebook or wherever else you do your sharing. Uh, so go on over to freetalklive.com. Listen as much as you want. And you can get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month. And you can do it for fractions of a penny apiece. You do it for the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. They've got hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings over there. I mean, you won't believe it. Just, and they're always putting new ones in. Every single week there's new new sayings in there. So it's worth going to check them out just, just to read the sayings. You can uh, go, go check them out. Let your voice be heard. It's LibertyStickers.com. Also, they make uh, specialty stickers for your church, your band, your business, whatever it is. Uh, they can make them for you. And uh, they sell bulk, too. LibertyStickers.com. Tonight, we're talking about the Choom Gang. Never heard of the Choom Gang? Well, 
There's probably a chapter in the uh, neighborhood near you, unofficially. Uh, it's, the Chum Gang was a group of friends uh, back in Barack Obama's high school and college days that essentially their habit was to get blazed. Uh, they smoked a lot of pot. And there's a story over at ABC News talking about a new book that's going to be coming out, a biography about Barack Obama uh, entitled Barack Obama, The Story, where there's quite a bit of detail about the Chum Gang. They learned about the, the Chum Gang by talking to some of his old buddies uh, from those days. And the author of the book does point out here that, uh, indeed, a bunch of the folks from the Chum Gang, pretty much all of them, except for the one of the original dealers that they dealt with, uh, ended up having very successful careers and you know turning into lawyers and businessmen and doctors and people like that. Yeah, the, the suggestion always being that pot smokers are a bunch of lazy bums. Well, right. And what, like one really has to ask chicken and the egg here. Do lazy bums smoke pot or does Some pot make do. people lazy bums? The, I would – well, it seems clear to me uh, in that uh, pot has different effects on everybody – Okay, so each person's different. We all have different physiologies, and so therefore marijuana is going to affect you differently, Mark, than it will affect me, and affect you differently than it will your friends, etc. Yeah, but pot has much more variety. There's much more varieties of marijuana. That's true, and it has a much so more. So it's hard to control for that. Much different effects on people than say alcohol. Alcohol has, I mean, it's it's just obvious what happens to some people get sleepy, some people get mean, some people want to stay up later, it gets them kind of jazzed. But uh, you know, it, you you pretty much know what category of alcohol drinker each person is after they've uh, after you've noticed them drinking for a while. Well, I think that's one of the most interesting points about this story is that it do, the, the the idea. That pot, pot smokers are losers, pot smokers are shiftless, pot smokers are stupid, pot smokers can't be successful. These are, these are the things that you're taught going to government school. These are the, the messages that are sent on the government's own propaganda about marijuana. This is your brain on drugs. All of these classically stupid anti-drug commercials that kids, of course, they're smart. They laugh at this, this crap. I know we laughed at it when, uh, when we were in high school. Uh, but they they pound this message out there that uh, marijuana is going to dumb you down, and marijuana is going to make you a failure, and you're going to be homeless, and you're going to be a loser, and you're going to be a dope addict, and all of these very and negative. Boobs. It's going to make you put boobs. All of these negative messages. The boobs is one thing. Hairy palms or something like that as well. No, that's masturbation. Uh, I've heard it for for pot, but whatever. My, my point here is. Now and then we start seeing the we see these stories come out which totally contradict that particular viewpoint. Take Michael Phelps, for instance, the Olympic swimmer. Remember a couple years ago when uh, Michael Phelps had won the gold at the Olympics and he was like the biggest deal and there was so much news around Michael Phelps. And then all of a sudden, some picture comes out of him hitting a bong at a party somewhere. And oh, my God, he's now the devil's child and we can't have anything to do with Michael Phelps. And Kellogg's pulled his uh, sponsorship and you know various different agencies uh, pulled sponsorships with him and you know they tried to make it look like this guy had all of a sudden become he he had all of a sudden gone from hero to this stigma that oh my god we can't possibly associate with michael phelps now he's smoked a bong right i mean Uh, if they'd have caught him with a martini glass in his hand looking a bit bit schnockered yeah i don't think it would have been anything i don't think it would have ever made the the stink that it did but he had the opportunity to stand up and say look I've won the. I'm I'm on way to win more gold medals than anybody else. I've won more in one uh, Olympics, yeah. I think, than anybody else. And you know, and yeah, I like pot. I've smoked. I've smoked par- pot sometimes, and so what? I mean, he, but he didn't do that. He really had the opportunity. I mean, you know, he 
uh, he was just on 60 Minutes a couple of weeks ago saying, uh, you know, mea culpa, mea culpa. Ridiculous. It's so pathetic. I mean, why can't people stand behind their belief system? Stop hiding. I don't know that he necessarily believed in it. You see, a lot of pot smokers just enjoy smoking pot. It's not that they believe anything about it. Well, they uh, one of the okay. reasons that they like marijuana is that it is forbidden. If you can see in countries where marijuana is not forbidden, that marijuana consumption is lower amongst the indigenous population. So why in the world? It's also lower amongst teenagers low as well. Lower amongst teenagers. Uh, so making it illegal actually makes more people want to do it. So if you may, want your kids to smoke pot, advocate for it to be illegal. Maybe belief system was a, was a wrong word, but I mean, to stand behind your actions. How about that? Okay. Uh, look, you you're not. You're not being controlled by the devil when you pick up the bong. You're not being controlled by somebody else. No one else has put a suggestion into your head to make you go and do these things. You made the choice to take that hit, and then you made a choice to take another one, and you made a choice to buy some pot, and you made a choice to put some in your next bowl, and you you were the one who chose the whole time. So why don't you man up and stand behind your actions? The, 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 the cowardice that comes along with these people getting outed for smoking pot is pathetic. I remember, of course, Dionne Warwick. We talked about her several years ago on this show when she got caught at a TSA checkpoint uh, with some marijuana in her bag, and you know her response was, Well, oh my, how did that get there? I would never, I would never... <laughs> And I it's, don't know how good your Dion Warwick imitation is. I don't know if that was Dion Warwick or just <laughs> some random like they Southern Bell, Charlotte O'Hara. Um, but it, it's it's Charlotte, just ridiculous. Come on, stand behind it. You chose this. Why why are you so afraid? And now, I don't know how you can get much better than this example. I mean, I don't have respect for the presidency. I don't care who is the president. I don't. I don't want to be ruled by anybody, and I think all of the people that are presidents are people who are killing and responsible for killing other human beings by sending the military troops over to, to murder people. So I don't have any respect for that particular role, but a lot of people do. A lot of people look at the presidency as like, well, I would love my kid to be the president when he grows up, or you know, they, they have this reverence for the presidency. And the idea is that you can't be president unless you have this perfect kind of record that you've got an you know an unimpeachable past you've got you know you've got a they're going to out everything that you do on the campaign trail so right and some things are worse than others and obviously marijuana and cocaine consumption considering the last two presidents have done it is not that big of a deal right so why one might ask oneself why is it that we care so much about whether or not they advocate for the legalization of these things? Cocaine to be legal like it was fewer than eight decades ago. There's more coming up here at 855-450-FREE, but Barack Obama is now proof that you could have been a total pothead when you were younger and become the president of the United States. 855-450-FREE. Free talk. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are there for you. We've got the mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, you can get quick access to our live streams as well as links to the software for your phone that will allow you to listen to those streams. You can go to m.freetalklive.com. That's m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, shooting, or survival gear, manventureoutpost.com has everything that the outdoor enthusiasts would need. They've got the name brands, and they've got them at the best rates you're going to be able to find on the Internet. Before you buy anything for you know yourself, uh, whatever your outdoor habit might be, um, whether it's knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, check out manventureoutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing, the Better Business Bureau, and they've got some prices. Some of the prices are so low that they can't even be mentioned on the air because the manufacturers won't allow it. Get an additional 5% off the already low prices with coupon code FTL. Coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. As we continue, we're going to go to you and your thoughts on the just outrageous hypocrisy of Barack Obama, but not just Barack Obama, also uh, George Bush and Bill Clinton. They were hypocrites, too. It's just that uh, Barack Obama has been outed as the worst of, uh, of the three uh, at this point because he was a total pothead uh, when he was in high school and college, even a member of his uh, Choom gang, which was a group of friends who basically choomed, as they called it. They uh, got high a lot, smoked, chiefed, if you will, toked. They uh, did these things frequently. And were quite the habitual uh, cannabis users, the way this new biography that is... They were is, doing roof hits. What is, else do you need? Right. Uh, the way this new biography sounds, which is uh, coming out here soon, I guess it's called, or will be called, Barack Obama, The Story, written by David Marinus. And he went around, he interviewed the Chum Gang. He interviewed Barack Obama's old buddies, and they were talking about how they smoked up on a uh, mountain up on Hawaii. They got all kinds of good bud, and uh, Obama's pal Mark Bendix had a Volkswagen. They'd come up there, and they'd crank up the rock and roll tunes and light up their sweet sticky hawaiian buds this is in quotes by the way this is the way these guys were uh, were talking and washed it down with green bottled beer the chum gang chum gang preferred heineken becks and saint Pauli girls so not only were they smoking pot mark but they were also drinking at the same time dear good 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 heavens who would possibly imagine that the future leaders of america could behave in such a way why would they obsess on the color color of the glass of the bottle I don't know. No shouting, no violence, no fights. They even cleaned up their beer bottles. Good, good men. Of course, smoking, well, they were good back then, but now he's a, a vicious killer uh, who goes around sending the military to uh, do his bidding for him, just like every other president has. Let's go to the phones, though, and talk to Michael listening in Chicago to XM Satellite Radio. Hey, Michael. How you doing tonight, guys? What's on your mind? Well, I just wanted to, uh, I just barely started listening tonight. first time I ever listened. Welcome, sir. Um, You're in for a shock. If... If you, um, no, so far I'm enjoying the heck oh, out great. of it. Oh, great. Um, if you want to learn why marijuana is illegal, do like I did a few months ago. Go on your favorite search engine and type in, why is marijuana illegal? And what did you It'll find? Up several, um, it goes way back into the 30s, like one of you guys said. That's right. And uh, there's a couple of corporations that went to the government and said, we have to stop this. Because there was a point in time when the U.S. government was paying farmers to grow marijuana to make hemp rope and clothes. 
That same government well, is, has a marijuana crop that they're growing today and distributing to a handful of uh, medicinal users who've been on a government-operated marijuana program for well over a couple of decades, 15, 20 years uh, at this point. It's just that there's hypocrisy rife throughout the government. And you're right. There were a couple of corporations. The DuPont Corporation was one of them, and I believe William Randolph, William Randolph Hearst, the, man, uh, the newspaper man, uh, was the other. These are people who had heavy investments in comp- competing crops to the hemp crop, and they did not want hemp, which is essentially uh, a prolific weed, very easy to grow uh, and very useful in industrial applications. They did not want that competing with the tree uh, business and with uh, whatever uh, DuPont's textiles were that they were dealing with back then. So that was one of the motivating, major motivating factors behind the prohibition of uh, of marijuana. They just hitched it to the idea of people getting high. They hitched it to the idea of racism, trying to uh, keep white girls from, uh, from cavorting with uh, Hispanics or, or blacks. These were the things that they used to sell it to a, a bigoted uh, population that uh, that ate it up. Correct. And it, I found the article fascinating. It was about 11 pages long, but it was quite a fascinating read. Very good, sir. Anything else you want to share tonight? Um, I could go into some other things, but I won't take all your time. We'll let some other people get on, and I'll call you back. Appreciate your call, Michael. Uh, Welcome to Free Talk Live. I appreciate you listening tonight. 855-450-FREE. You can bring up what you want. Kelvin's in Colorado on the amp lines. Hello, Kelvin. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Hey there. Hey, uh, regarding the uh, apparent hypocrisy of the president uh, regarding illegal drugs, uh, specifically weed and blow, uh, check out Ben Gillette's. Uh, R-rated rant on YouTube. Uh, you just have to search for Obama rant, and you'll you'll find it on there. And you might not want to have your kids around if you're concerned about them hearing uh, swear words. Yes, if you're anyway. concerned about swears, Penn Jillette is not someone you want your kids to uh, to hang around with or to listen to. <laughs> But I love Pendulette. He's uh, he's very talented. Uh, the guy's a great magician and comedian. I and wonder if he swears around Moxie. He happens to also be liberty minded as well. Moxie is his Moxie son. Crime fighter Gillette is his daughter. Daughter. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just found him for the the first time. Up, up. This thing was a link off of the Daily Paul, and uh, I didn't know for sure if he was the the pen of Penn and Teller, but apparently oh, really? he is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, I tried to find the answer to this on the web, and I wasn't able to, to do that. Uh, so let's see what, what you guys and maybe the listeners think about this. Uh, let's presume that the presumptive uh, Republican nominee uh, wins the Republican nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens if he becomes disabled to the point where he can't fill the office? Who would become the Republican nominee? Well, are we? this is before or after the convention? I don't know the answer to that. I would guess that the uh, at that point, you know, the Republicans the vice to... presidential nominee, I guess, would become the nominee at that point. You're saying if Romney uh, wins the nod, that uh, if he gets sick, that who would take over? It would be the VP candidate. The VP, yeah, because I guess they have to have the VP at the convention. They name the VP, right. and that's why everybody's rushing around uh, trying to how 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 will I get to be the VP? Yeah, and then I would imagine they would have some sort of emergency selection of another VP at that point. Oh, okay. Well, I was hoping for. Uh... Some kind of an angle for my man, uh, Ron Paul, to, to 
I think the only angle Ron Paul has at this point, Kelvin, is to have the Ron Paul supporters that are delegates at the convention cast for Ron Paul, cast their vote for Ron Paul on the first ballot to ignore any sort of suggestion that they have to be bound to Romney or Santorum or one of these other cats and vote for Ron Paul. There's been all kinds of evidence out there that shows that they are not bound, that that's nonsense, that they can vote for whoever they wish. And if those people who support Ron Paul actually vote for Ron Paul in the first round, it could be a very, very interesting uh, result. Yeah, and if anybody is going to do it, the Ron Paul supporters are going to do it. I sure hope so. Kelvin, anything else you want to share? Uh, No, thanks a lot. Thanks for the call, uh, man. Appreciate hearing from you, sir. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Whether you want to talk about the Choom Gang, hypocrisy, whatever's on your mind goes here, prohibition, David is listening in Montana. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Diva Kenny Buss. Man, I heard all the cannabis talk. I had to call in. Very good, sir. Hey, uh, you're talking about hypocrisy, man. Uh, Three-quarters of people that use cannabis are kind of hypocrisy and cowardice, kind of. We got the medical marijuana here in Montana about Mm -hmm. six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. And uh, I went out and collected signatures so it would go on to the, make it an, an initiative, right? And uh, I got I collected almost 400 signatures. Wow, nice! I asked maybe 2,000 people. And, and what? So I, some people I were smoking. And I knew that these people use cannabis, but they, they were too scared. Put their name on a paper. They put their finger in my face and told me I was nuts that they were going to come and get me. David, thanks for the call, man. Always appreciate hearing from you. I'm going to put you on hold if you've got more. More coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features on the site. They're completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. The webcam is included. Uh, a lot of those other talk shows want to charge you 5 6 7 8 bucks a month for their sites. Ours cost you zero. You can enjoy things like the webcam where you can watch, uh, watch and listen to the show for free. And you can also interact with other Free Talk Live listeners because the cam is built into the same page as uh, the chat room. So go to cam.freetalklive.com. Now, if you like the show and you like the fact that we give you the cam for free and the archives going all the way back to 2006 and everything for free, then maybe you want to pony up, well, let's say, three bucks a month and uh, get a few perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast forum and more. By the way, the AMP podcast doesn't have the regular commercials that the regular podcast uh, does. And somebody made an interesting calculation on that, Mark. They uh, they took the amount of time uh, that they, they looked at the regular podcast and how many minutes of commercials were normally included in those. And by the way, the podcast doesn't have near as many uh, commercials as our live show does because obviously we don't have to go to 
to the bathroom during a break on a podcast because it's a recording. So we cut down the, the the total amount of commercials fairly low, but it still ended up being something like uh, you know like three to six minutes per per night of uh, of commercials. And he basically took that out and averaged it out. Said six minutes, called it six minutes a night. Averaged it over a month. Totals out out to about three hours of uh, commercial time that you hear if you listen to every single show on our podcast. If you are one of those kind of listeners listening to every single free talk live for all three hours, you would hear about or for all three hours per night of our show, you'd hear about three hours worth of commercials over a month's time. That's stunning. So uh, so he did the math. He figured this out and he figured three bucks a month to save three hours of time is well worth the buck an hour that it would uh, would cost him to save three hours of his time. Pretty smart stuff. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, that's one of the perks of being a free talk live amplifier. But the real reason uh, to to send in three bucks a month is you know because it is such a piddly amount, the price of a cup of coffee, is because it adds up. If a bunch of people send in a bunch of three dollars per month, then it becomes well what we have, which is over three thousand dollars a month coming in from our listeners. Uh, and some do more than three, but three is what we're asking. But that money allows us to market this program. It allows us to get on more new radio stations. Uh, you're on in Ellensburg on Sunday nights now in KXLE, thanks to the Free Talk Live Amplifier In program. Washington. Uh, that's right, Washington State. And, of course, we're on in a market as large as New York City, which is as large as it gets, uh, at least in at least this the country. the U.S., yeah. Right. And uh, it's pretty large for the world as well. So it's all thanks to listeners like you becoming amplifiers at amp.freetalklive.com. And, of course, you get the perks as well. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to David listening in Montana. David, we're talking about the hypocrisy of uh, the pot smokers in general. What started started the discussion was the hypocrisy of Barack Obama. Turns out that he was a, not just a, an occasional pot user but a total pothead uh, when he was in high school and college. And turns out he ended up all right ended up the president of the United States. So clearly you can smoke pot and be an award-winning Olympic medals uh, an award-winning Olympic swimmer. You can also smoke pot and be the president of the United States, not to mention various different uh, heads of industry, etc. But uh, go ahead with your comments. You said you were collecting signatures for putting medical marijuana on the ballot and people who you knew were pot smokers refused to sign. Yep. They told me I was going to get picked up and put in jail, and I told them, well, if you think that way, I don't want to even want your name on this paper because I want Americans, because Americans know they're allowed to put their name on a piece of paper and and not be afraid of their government. And if we're living in a time where I'm a, you're going to have to be afraid to put your name on a piece of paper, man, we're, we lost already. You know, we yeah, got, for sure. We got to we got to stand up, man. This is it, it, it's it's such it's such a disgrace to humanity. This plant it will feed you, clothe you, house you, make fuel for you, and give you medicine. It's it's, it's an amazing plant, renewable source of sustenance known to mankind. It's the Creator's hand coming through Mother Earth and offering it to us. It's a gift from the Creator that gave us our unlenable rights and one of these rights is cultivation and not to cultivate the best plant on the planet is insanity and only points to pure tyrannical bastards that control us that don't want us to have this plant from god or the creator you are absolutely spot on david as always wants us to to suffer and this plant could could Cure most of the woes of the world 
It certainly is really useful for a lot of people who have medical conditions. And, David, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Plus, uh, it, and, and as if anybody would listen to these politicians in Washington, D.C. that have shown year after year after year they can't even balance a checkbook. I mean, <laughs> why in the world would we anybody listen to these people? So 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. All of the myths – I mean, are there any left – are there any myths surrounding this plant that are still standing today to anyone who's been paying attention? I mean, clearly, you can be a success in smoke pot. We've got plenty of examples of that. I'm, I mean, I'm not the most successful person in the world, but I've done all right for myself, and uh, I've been smoking pot for my adult life, so I, I've done it. And, You've smoked uh, pot and not smoked pot during your adult life. You've gone, yeah. uh, you know, months. I quit for a year once. Years, yeah. um, you know, without smoking it. Would you say that you were more, less, or just as effective as an individual smoking or not smoking? There's no difference. There's no difference. I think the point you made earlier is really uh, prescient, Mark, and that is that there are a lot of people that believe that losers smoke pot. And it's true. Some losers smoke pot, but winners also smoke pot. And smoking pot does not turn a winner into a loser. It just doesn't. It's just a plant. <laughs> it's just a flower. 855-453. Dave is listening. Well, in I think that lots of people have seen that uh, that certain drugs will, uh, you know, will, will do certain things to different people. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of different drugs out there and some can some can ruin lives. So I think that you know, I think that it's it's applicable to say that that could happen with marijuana. I would. I don't think it's fair to claim that the drugs ruin people's lives. I don't think that's fair because I, the drug is just what it is. The drug is just a drug. Some of them are worse than others. Some of them are more addictive than others. No doubt about it. And some of them, you know, because they're in the black market, are incredibly risky to take. But those people ruined their lives. Those people made the choice to pick up and use that drug, and then they made the choice to use it again and again and again and again and again, and, and then they made the choice to rob their grandmother or to, to, to break and enter and, and to sure. steal things, and they made those choices. It wasn't the drug. In the same way that if you drink a bunch, you don't get to say, well, I, uh, uh, you're saying I raped her, but I was drunk. You don't get to be exonerated from responsibility for your actions because you took drugs or you got drunk or whatever. You are the one who ruined your life. If if somebody ruined their life, their lives and they used drugs to uh, to help them, then that's just one of the many factors as to why their lives were ruined. I can tell you that uh, there were people I remember I used to know a guy who ran a construction crew and he said that the heroin addicts or excuse me the crack addicts were the ones that were there every morning at 6 a.m. They were there on time. They needed some crack. And they were going to come to work so they could get the money so they could go out and, uh, and get their crack. Because they obviously weren't willing to rob people for it. So they Thank were goodness. coming to work to do it. And he pointed out that it was always the alcoholics that would be the ones sleeping in. The alcoholics were the ones sleeping that would call, call in with excuses. Uh, and so, you know, just one drug over another, they, people respond differently to them. And ultimately, I, I don't think it's fair to take the onus of control out of the hands of the individual and put it in an, an inanimate object. Well, I certainly wouldn't take the of control out of uh, the individual. I think that they're responsible for their actions no matter what. All right, so we're going to continue here. Fred is actually listening in Madison uh, to WXXM, the Mike 92.1. Hey, Fred. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I was just listening to you all talk about, like, the use of pot and, like, how it's used and what types of people use it and does it create losers. Um, I don't really think it creates losers, but it can create, like, a, a pretty bad cycle for some people. Okay, what kind of cycle? Well, like... 
you have different use. Like some people become like users to the point where like it could lead their lives to do certain things. Like I know I know lots of people who can smoke. I know successful people who smoke as well. But there's a certain type of people. There's some people can do it and some people can't. I get what you're so, saying, so, but wouldn't you agree that those people who can't uh, are people who generally, you know, are losers uh, without the pot? That's that's true, but I don't know if they'd be such a loser with the pot I mean, if they didn't have the pot. You might well, be right. Would they, would they drink alcohol? Yeah, I, that's the thing. I think that alcohol is worse than than weed. Right, and I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't claim that that any drug, that any drug, any mind altering, uh, you know, drug out there doesn't leave, you know, people in its wake or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about these things as though they're they have personalities. They don't, uh, as though that uh, you know, people. Some people are going to have problems with all mind altering drugs. I, I would agree, including caffeine. Um, but that is true. you know, I, I don't think that when you look at alcohol as and the devastation that it uh, you know brings towards society, and then look at the rest of them and you've got to wonder to yourself well why do they throw people in jail for this plant but they don't throw people in jail for this fermented grain fred if you'd like to get more thoughts out stick with us we can bring you back after the news here in moments 855-450-FREE the SACL cai toll free line cannabis drug use uh, losers what's it all mean you can comment bring up anything you want free talk line why did you move to the shire I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Head over to freetalklive.com. And, of course, you can join us on the phones at 855-450-FREE, and that number is toll-free. And it's brought to you by SACL CAI. If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need to know about SACL CAI, and you can learn more about them by visiting their banner on our website at freetalklive.com. It's there at the top of the banner column on the right-hand side. But SACL does early uh, early out billing. They purchase charged-off receivables, and, of course, they do collections as well. They're going to resolve issues with your customers and treat them with respect. So you can keep your customers in the future. Go to SACL CAI's site through their banner 
at the top of the banner column at freetalklive.com. As we will go to the phones and to the fun, for those of you just tuning in, we have been talking, you don't have to talk about this, but we've been talking about the Barack Obama hypocrisy, the hypocrisy also, of course, uh, tangentially of uh, George Bush and Bill Clinton, but it seems to have been outed the most with Barack Obama. There's a new book coming out that outs his involvement with the Choom Gang. It's a, a group that he cre- he helped create. Uh, it's essentially a group of high school, college-age uh, students that smoked a lot of uh, reefer back in the day and and he's the president of the United States now. I mean, you've got all kinds of people that have been outed as uh, pot smokers who are very, very successful, whether it's successful in business or in politics or in uh, sports. There are plenty of people who've been outed as uh, marijuana smokers, but yet they all back away from it. None of them will embrace it. None of them will stand by their actions. And Obama's, of course, the worst, because unlike Michael Phelps, who's just you know cowardly and backs away from uh, his marijuana use, Barack Obama does the worst thing possible and continues to uh, aggress against his fellow pot smokers. He continues to order the police to go after people growing marijuana, even the ones growing it for medicinal purposes. His uh, group in uh, D.C. has encouraged the DEA to continue on with their raids of uh, marijuana clinics out in California, where it's completely legal by state law to have uh, medical marijuana, as it is in approximately uh, a little more than a dozen other states. Also, you have to ask yourself, by what constitutional uh, measure does the federal government involve itself in the cultivation of marijuana? It's the measure of we do whatever the F we want to do. Right. There's nothing in the Constitution that gives them the constitutional scholar that's in the in in Washington D.C. in the White House the power to do that. So he's the he's a hypocrite of the lowest order, a hypocrite of the worst kind. In that he is hurting people, hurting people, putting people in prison, destroying lives, destroying businesses. Remember the weed man, New Jersey weed man. He had invested in some marijuana clinics out there with basically his life savings. Uh, invested in marijuana clinics and was doing very well out in uh, in California. Weed man from New Jersey. They went after his clinic, raided it, and absolutely destroyed his livelihood. And they largely did it out of vendetta, from That's what right. I re- recall. From because him. he's he, because he's outspoken about uh, ending the. Right. War There's all on kinds pot. of clinics out there, but they had they happened to go after his. So old Barry uh, Obama here is putting people in jail cells and destroying lives because they're doing the same thing that he did. Back in the day, actually, they're trying to help medicinal users, but, and he was just getting high. It's it's absolutely despicable. Now, of course, you can also bring up anything you want at eight five five four fifty free. And Dave has been waiting patiently, listening to WNIS, I believe, to do just that. Go ahead, Dave. Hey guys, I'm just listening to you on hold. I, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to do a comment on the uh, marijuana thing as sure. well. Sure, it's um, free talk live. Go for it. Well, I mean, you start thinking, what is the reasoning behind it? If you look at all the facts and figures. Alcohol has far more collateral damage than, than uh, marijuana. And Absolutely. I've come to, you know, as I've gotten older and gotten cynical, I've come to the conclusion that basically the federal government or state or whoever, the government in general, in order to remain entrenched and to uh, gain more control over us, they take a simple situation. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to go out there and, and, uh, and uh, generate alcohol. I mean, you got to go through quite a process for pot you just drop a seed in the ground and you know everybody's happy yep and uh, you know so they go after the, the the things that are simple for us to uh to do and you know i always tell people i said if you're having fun don't let anybody know because they're going to stop you 
Right. Well, you, you can have fun as long as you paid the man first. If they get a cut, exactly. then uh, then they'll leave you alone with your fun for the most part. Yeah, and I think they complicate they complicate and create problems all over the place just to uh, keep our our focus in, in other areas. So we're you know we're not uh, we're not seeing exactly what's going on in front of us. Uh, you know, it's all this uh, white noise all around us. Uh, with, with uh, the, the legislation they generated, you know, duplicate and, and whatever else. But so, Dave, what anyhow, else did you want to just, share uh, with us tonight? Yeah, that that woman that was on the uh, that flight <clears throat> and passed off a note. <clears throat> Where? What? I, I think I, I, uh, there was a woman on a flight coming over from overseas, and she passed off a note saying, and I, nothing else has come up, but it said initially they said she was implanted with a bomb, and uh, then they they got her off the plane. And they I said, that, then they changed the story. It said, you know, that the note was confusing or something, but they sent her back, um, back home or whatever. So That's she wasn't, place. in point of fact, implanted with a bomb. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's one of those, you know. I'm start. I started thinking. I was like, well, why? You know, what is the uh, the? If, if there is some kind of conspiracy here, you know, they're trying to. How much explosive can you put inside your body to? You know, blow a plane up. That's a good question. I, I am certainly no explosives expert. Uh, I know that there are some very powerful chemical explosions that uh, that can be made with, you know, probably a very bare amount of uh, of. Well, they do a lot of, uh, you know, when the suicide bombers will do it over um, in the Middle East, and that seems to be where largely um, suicide bombing goes on. They'll kill a few people. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's not that big of a, a of a deal generally. So. I would think that but if you can make really a bomb what they want to do is create terror. Well, if you can make a bomb right. that'll take out the hull of an airplane, then, uh, well, then you've got a problem. That's usually, sure. Those are usually strapped on. So yeah. my thought is, I travel a lot, and they try to get me to go through those uh, those x-ray machines, mm-hmm. which they, they say, we're pretty sure it's not bad for you, but, yeah, right. uh, you know, they want they want actually... Trust us. We're the government. Them, yeah, I always tell them, I'm not going through it, and it kind of ticks them off a little bit, then they got to pull you aside, you know, and I'll, you know. Well, yeah, they have down. to work more because you know, right. they actually well, have to see, pat you down. Exactly. So now I'm, you know, now I'm saying, okay, well, this is going to be an excuse because they're not going to find an implanted device in you through a pat down. So you know, they fabricated this this story and. Uh, oh, the, absolutely. The, I mean, if you look at uh, you look at the the airline or the TSA, it's clearly security theater. Uh, in fact, people have found holes in their new scanning machines. Makes it easy to they figured out ways to sneak people well, sneak things through there. So the whole thing is just for show. And Dave, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing well. from you. Eight five five four fifty free. But one thing that he was pointing out is when uh, you know when people were talking about using liquids to. To, to bomb planes, uh, then they outlawed liquids. When somebody tried mm, to set right. their shoe on fire, they made you take your shoes off. What are they going to do about now that somebody bombs? had said, uh, you know, I've replaced my internal organs with things that go kablooey? You can't do anything about someone who actually wants to do well, something that would involve suicide. You know, there's there's certainly there's a, an amount of crazy people in the world, and there's an amount of people that uh, that that get you know upset when you mess with their economy and blow up their families. Um, right. I'd say the best thing that you could do is stop screwing with other people's governments and killing their uh, friends and family. That is absolutely the best thing that you can do to restore peace to the world is to stop aggressing against others because violence only begets more violence. Greg is listening in Bisbee, Arizona, to. XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hey, Greg. Hey, uh, Ian and Mark. I've been listening since you guys first came on XM. Excellent. I really 
I really enjoy you guys providing this forum. I'm an old warrior. I'm in my 60s. I've been fighting this battle for decades now, brothers. Which battle? Yeah. Well, this this uh, this war on our freedom to choose what we put in our bodies. Gotcha. And to be personally responsible. Uh, the real issue is is use versus abuse. We should be free to use whatever we want to. Abuse is a personal thing. And friends, family, we need to help each other when people are, uh, fall overboard. You know what I'm saying? No with doubt. Food, you don't help somebody with a problem by putting them in a jail cell. Uh, making them a criminal. Absolutely. Part, yeah, that's what they've been doing. That makes so things other- worse. And it is more likely to increase <sighs> depression and mental uh, oh, problems. Yeah. I, if you've got more, Greg, you can hang with us. We'll bring you back. 855-450-FREE. I totally agree. I mean, y- y- treatment makes sense for people who have a problem, but you can't force someone into treatment, which, of course, what the government's uh, solution usually is. Like some politician will say, well, I'm not for incarceration. I'm for treatment. But what they mean is forced treatment, which doesn't have the same value as treatment you choose. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. is Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition of the program. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. If you don't know what bitcoins are, well, there's a video for you to go watch. It's, it's at weusecoins.org. It's a minute and a half long, and it'll explain them all to you. But uh, real quick, bitcoins are they're, they're cash for the Internet. They're the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. You don't need to sign a contract or click on a terms of service to use them. They're completely open source. You can download the free software and be using them in just a few minutes. You don't need the permission from any governmental agency or bank in order to send them back and forth, so there's no fees uh, for business owners. There's no chargebacks unless you decide to do them. Um, it puts the power in your hands. Uh, find out more. Visit weusecoins.org. And you should, because fact, the fact of the matter is Bitcoins are changing the Internet and changing the world. And now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank in the United States. Uh, you can buy Bitcoins uh, with cash. Just go to bitinstant.com, and they've got instructions there for you. It's bitinstant.com. As we continue here, Greg is still with us listening in Bisbee, Arizona, to XM Satellite Radio. Greg, you were commenting on the uh, drug legalization uh, movement, etc. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, just a couple other things, because I know you guys want to move on and let other people in. But the other thing is, I think it's important, not only the use versus abuse, but also that we have to understand that these substances do not cause criminal behavior. It's true. Okay, just like with reefer madness, they tried to convince us that, that, that cannabis would cause you to be a rapist or killer. Uh, uh, folks, uh, amphetamines and opiates and coca, uh, coca products do not cause people to be thieves or whatever. Uh, there's all other uh, complex a variety of motivational forces. A lot of it isn't that complicated. Uh, much of it is just simply that drug Money. users, um, in many cases, can't afford their, their drugs, Money. and so therefore they need to get the money from somewhere, and so they choose crime. 
Exactly. Uh, then, the, then the last thing is, is, to, is to redefine things, not use the, the, their terminology. And the big term that I'm talking about is the D word, okay? And that, uh, uh, that these are substances. Let's redefine them and mm. take the stigmatization, the stereotyping out because they right. use, all they have to use is say that one word and the association also uh, creates a big cloud over things. That's Listen, a great brother, suggestion, Greg. I really Really appreciate your call and your thoughts you, tonight, sir. 855-450-FREE. Suggesting we love you, too. <laughs> call them uh, d- substances instead of drugs because the word drugs has a lot of baggage uh, attached to it. Well, I, I personally don't like to call marijuana a drug at all. I it's a flower. To, yeah, it's, I prefer to call it a plant. Uh, well, right. Marijuana is a plant, but the what you smoke is the bud, the, is the, bud, the flower mm-hmm. of the plant. Let's continue here with uh, Nick listening in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live, Nick. Um, good, good evening, guys. Hello. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, good evening. Hi. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I want to comment a little bit on uh, Obama and how he uh, smoked pot and stuff. Yes, sir. I um, I used to smoke pot by myself, too, but I'm personally, I don't like what it does to me. And I do agree with you on legalization, but uh, I think it would, would do more good than bad. But let me play a devil's advocate advocate over here and ask you a question. Um, So Obama used to smoke pot, right? He says he used to. I don't know if he stopped his habit. I mean, (laughs) he was in the Choom gang. Yeah, I I don't trust the Secret Service not to get him his uh, fix if he wanted it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, tell me who would these days like um, the way he uh, runs the country? Who would like it? I don't understand yeah. your question. There, there's no no one would li- no one likes where the country is heading, where that brilliant, uh, successful president that used to smoke pot, um, getting the country to. Well, no uh, one ever likes the way the country's going. George yeah. Bush had a drug habit too. I mean, if we, <laughs> I mean, the Republicans, the Democrats, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the, and he left us too with some. Dead and and uh, a war war behind well, the show. Okay, great. They, they've so all let's, been warmongers. Let, let's look at the presidents prior to George uh, to Bush and, and Obama that have not been uh, implicated in smoking marijuana or doing other drugs. Um, they've also left us. I mean, Nixon is quoted as "We're all Keynesians now." Um, they left us with debt. They they did couldn't balance their checkbooks. So you know, it, plenty it, of them do drink drugs, alcohol. Don't do drugs. Democrat, Republican. Wait a minute. Same thing. Please stop leaving alcohol out of the equation. Alcohol is a substance, just like all these other drugs there are. There was probably a teetotaling president out there that didn't balance the budget, too. I bet Not you're right. one of those stinking people that it was in Washington, D.C. has balanced the budget. The closest was Andrew Jackson at the beginning of the 19th century. Thanks for the call, yes, Nick. I, I, uh, I left the comment I want, and I want you to... Um Come um, get the other listeners and not to wait, wait into, but they yeah, certainly that's, will. That's where I'm in. Nick, uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. Let's go to JD listening in Charleston, South Carolina, to WSCFM. Hey, JD. Hi. How are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, uh, look, I, I, I'll kind of approach this from a couple of different perspectives. I used to be a drug. Dealer. Used to be a drug dealer. Uh, I, no, I, well, I, yeah, I did that too. But uh, I'm sorry, your phone cut I out had. just a little bit. So make sure you talk right into the the receiver. Go ahead. Okay, I, I, I did that some too, but mostly I did it to support my habit. Sure. 
the two different sides that I have on, on this issue is, um, as a conservative, I, I, I don't think that the government needs to regulate this area. I, I, I'm a, a business owner. Uh, I'm a business partner uh, in the company. And uh, the government's always sticking its nose and in, in regulation into our business, and, and it only drives the cost up, and it's counterproductive. Uh, I see this as counterproductive as well. I have an aunt uh, that recently passed away from cancer. Mm. Um, I, I think that while she was going through chemo, um, marijuana may have helped her some. Um, and but you know, it, it's not something that is available in South Carolina. You know, they don't, we don't have medical marijuana in South Carolina. And, and honestly, the individual she was, I'm not sure she would have taken it anyway, but, um, it, it, but on that side of it, there's a great deal of compassion. Then there's the other side of it where, uh, as somebody who was in that world, I, I you know, you say it doesn't, it, whenever you, you, you do drugs, the drugs don't make you, or, or the pot doesn't make you, commit the crime. And you're right, the pot doesn't make you commit the crime, but it does tamper your perceptions. Your, your, it changes the way that you approach things. It, it, your standards can kind of be lowered. Well, as, what kind of crimes did pot, of what kind of pro, uh, crimes of crimes did you commit while uh, smoking marijuana? Because this is a pretty unusual circumstance. Most people don't rob stores or stick people up while smoking marijuana. No, no, but, but, but you, you know, uh, you, you, certain things go along with the party atmosphere. You you contribute to the little with the oh, miners. Did you go? Did you, you know, go to uh, the beach after dark when they uh, when they close it? <laughs> they close at eight p.m. I mean, I I'm, I'm trying to figure out what kind of crimes we're talking well, about. No, okay. Okay, so now we're talking about partying. Hold on, hold on. J.D., I can bring you back here in a moment, so you want to stick with us. J- J- Hold your thoughts, J.D., we can bring you back here in a moment. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. He's talking about a party atmosphere, which has nothing to do with drug use necessarily. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You are tuned to the live Saturday edition of this program. By the way, we do it live seven nights per week, so plenty of opportunities for you to get your thoughts in on whatever might have to be on your mind. You don't have to necessarily be on topic. 855-450-FREE, although the topic uh, on the table tonight is the hypocrisy of one Barack Obama. But not just Barack Obama, just the hypocrisy at a larger scale of uh, presidents, uh, Bush, Clinton, these people that have admitted to using cannabis or in some cases other drugs and yet uh, continue to persecute individuals and imprison people for doing the very same things that they themselves did. As though their lives would somehow be improved had they been caught for smoking the pot that they smoked or doing the cocaine that they snorted, uh, as though their lives would have been improved 
had they spent five or ten years in prison, which is, of course, absolutely ludicrous. Nobody really believes that that's the case. Right. There are many, many, many people listening to the sound of our voices this evening that have done drugs, that think drugs should continue to be illegal, but think that it's okay that they didn't get caught. That somehow, you know, they they figured it out, but the other people out there are so dumb they couldn't. By the way, uh, speaking of drugs, sometimes when one is uh, in that world, one uh, understands the idea of privacy being valuable. And if you understand privacy and its value, then you might want to check out Plainboards.com. P-L-A-I-N. Plainboards.com. If you are a website, uh, if you're operating a website or a blog, you want to get a forum on your site, but you don't want to compromise the privacy of your users, check out Plainboards.com because they can give you free-to-use anonymous message boards. And all you have to do is type in the name of what you want it to be called. That's all there is to it. There's no installation necessary. You don't have to log in, give up any sort of identifying information. You just go to plainboards.com, and you can start your own board in seconds and protect your users' privacy. Plainboards.com. J.D. is with us, listening in Charleston, South Carolina, to WSCFM. Uh, J.D., are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Look, uh, I got 20 years clean, but I ain't forgot the crap that I did, okay? Uh my point, there's a part of me that wants to make this legal and tax the crap of it, out of it and, and prop up Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare. Okay? Those are important programs that we have in our country that need to be funded. No, they're not. However. No, they're not. Uh, when, when, I, when I look at this and I look at the things that I did, I mean, just, just take alcohol, for instance. How many people have driven drunk before? I mean, if you, if you drink and you, and, and you say, well, I only got a buzz, I'm okay to drive. Well, that's impaired driving. It does impair your senses. Right, but I mean, uh, nobody out there in their I've right mind. Drunk, but, I've driven jack, I've sure. driven high. Same I've here. While I've, I, I, I've drove while I was tripping. I've done so it. I've done I, all I, these things. But I would. I, I, but you, nobody in their right mind is going to say, "Let's get rid of alcohol because some people drive drunk." Right. Well, uh, we've already been through that once back in the 30s. Exactly, and we're going through the same thing now with marijuana. Plus the fact, if you, plus the fact, I mean, when you've, the government, the Australian government did a test, and this has been duplicated many times, marijuana, people uh, inhibited by marijuana are in fact as, you know, generally uh, about the same as people who are not as far as driving goes. Now, I don't think that means that you should go out and smoke a joint. because people that are high only drive 30 miles an hour. Fine. Um, What difference does it make go to florida they only drive 30 miles an hour there too well my point is the reaction time that you need uh at a slower speed is is uh much uh it's a bad reason to make it illegal there's no reason to keep these drugs illegal none whatsoever i'm not i'm not i'm not not suggesting that we should I, i i'm just saying i have mixed views concerning this topic because I've been there, done that, bought the Well, that brings me back around to something I wanted to say prior to when we went to break. You were talking about the party atmosphere and what it could lead people to. And certainly, young people, I mean, it sounds like you did this 20 years ago. I'm guessing you were probably in your 20s, early 20s, or late teens, or around that time. 20. Uh, Right. Young 20-year-old males tend to have a real, you know, problem with certain things in their lives as far as, uh, you know, being couth and uh, respectful toward others. And that's just part of being a teenager so yes absolutely being in a party atmosphere can certainly lead people to do things they otherwise wouldn't do uh but certainly we're not going to get rid of parties uh, because humans do that my friend is old order amish hold on wait wait wait. let me explain something to you you were telling us about your life let me tell you about a different life that's different than yours consideration there's a whole set of considerations that we need to address before 
I think we open up the floodgates. The floodgates are open. Here's a surprise newsflash for you, dude. Uh, uh, High school students claim high school. Hey, let me finish. For God's sakes. Let me finish. High school students claim. I'm just going to tell everybody else because you're obviously not going to listen to me. High school students claim that it's easier to find marijuana than alcohol. The floodgates are open. Uh, and, and I understand it, and I'm not denying that. There's nothing that needs to be done ahead of time. Just make it legal for people to grow this plant. Uh, actually, how, we, how are we going? How are we going to approach the problems of testing those individuals that are impaired doing dangerous things in society? The same so way the that you approach the, the problems of, of catching do, people that are impaired work, on alcohol. The type, the type, the, the types of work that I do. When I'm when I'm on a job site, uh, uh, it can be incredibly dangerous. JD, why don't you? JD, it's a great question. They actually have a test right now that will allow you to find out whether or not he asks a question and he doesn't want to hear an answer. You ask a question, stop talking after you ask the question. They have a test that will allow uh, the law enforcement to figure out whether you are stoned, not whether you've smoked in the last thirty days, whether you're stoned right now. It is not a cheap test. However, if you want to catch somebody that's driving a car while stoned. Well, he's talking they about have at a work. test for it. He's Fine. talking about at work. That same test can be used at work. Right. right. Let's, well, let the dealing, market decide, JD. You don't have to centrally control this. Workplace, you can smell alcohol on people. You can't always smell pot on somebody. Somebody can drop some visine in their eyes. Why don't you, instead really of worrying good, about centrally controlling everything, JD? JD? Hey, JD, but instead of point, worrying about centrally controlling everyone's life, how about you just let the market figure out how to test people? Thanks I'm for the call. I appreciate to it. Yep, well, you wanted to decide all these things in advance. Well, what are we going to do about this and that and this and that? We've got to figure out how to test people. we got to figure this out. They've already no, got no, the test. No, no. No, if you're worried about your workplace, if you work at a workplace where you're using heavy machinery, then I'm sure the management there is concerned about people being inebriated, and they will figure out a way to ensure that people are operating their machines safely. The federal government doesn't need to make a decision about this. The state governments don't need to make a decision. The only decision that needs to be made by the government people is the decision to get the hell out of the war on drugs, to end the war on drugs, and to simply allow the market to figure it out. And you would think one of these supposedly small government guys would understand this but then again jd was also talking about how important social security is and medicare and all these big government programs the government program medicare that uh, you know the people on it right now have paid a quarter for every dollar that they get i mean that's an important government program that a conservative supports let's go to steve listening in madison wisconsin to wxxm the mike 92.1 hey steve hello how are you hey great what's on your mind well, um, as I've been listening, I've been thinking of quite a few more comments. Originally, I was thinking, you know, uh, Sergeant Stadanko and Cheech and Chong, <laughs> up and smoke, said it the best. It's the last message of free enterprise. <laughs> and it, But beyond that, it, it's really about personal responsibility. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, you know, when it, when it comes to using and um, doing things that aren't, necessarily what you would normally want to do, the party atmosphere, all that, it comes down to personal responsibility. I haven't smoked pot in uh, quite a while. I started when I was 10, smoked Whoa. for 20-some-odd years. Yeah, but, you know, I it, it just, you know, every once in a while I do some, but it, it comes down to when you want to take responsibility for your own actions, and that's really the problem that people are having. It's like the other caller said, substance abuse, not drug addiction. There are some physically addictive drugs, but generally it comes down to 
taking responsibility for your own You're absolutely right. And that last caller, there's a, there's a certain tendency that some people have to uh, project themselves on others. So because exactly. he was a, because he was a partier, because he was somebody who was irresponsible in the past, well, that must mean everyone who uh, uses drugs has the same tendency. And that's not that, true. That, that's happened to me several times. Because somebody else went through that, they think, oh, well, because you're doing this, then... You know, you're not uh, trustworthy, you know, and I've never stolen from a friend of my life. No I doubt have, about uh, it. Hi or know, not, Steve, great, when I was a child. great thoughts, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it at 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that are waiting for you there. We've got the mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com, get tuned into our live streams. Uh, of course, that's not the only way to listen, and we've got several more options for you at listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, but, you know, some of these methods aren't cheap, so we don't charge you for the website up front. You may want to decide supporting the show in other ways. Uh, considering the website's free, if you like that, then shop with us. You're going to do online shopping anyway because, well, uh, that's a great option considering usually you're going to pay less online, especially if you go to Amazon. And if you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you can go to Amazon, but you go through our affiliate links. We've got Amazon Canada, Amazon US, Amazon UK. You click into the right Amazon for you. And then just do your normal Amazon shopping. Get whatever it is that you're looking to buy in their dozens of categories and get the same great Amazon prices and service that you're used to. It's just that you're entering through our affiliate link. So Free Talk Live is given a cut of their profits when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. So just get into that habit and it's just like your normal Amazon experience. Shop.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, Jeff is listening in Norfolk to WNIS in Virginia. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how y'all doing Just this evening? Great, sir. Um, I have not heard anyone say the single most important word about the whole illegal. It's profit. All right. Profit, because the same attorneys that won't introduce the bill in the legislature, the same attorneys that won't let us vote on decriminalizing, um, they'll take your money and defend you. Now, sure you they know, will. Firm, yes, they most certainly will, you know, take your money if you get you know, busted on this, you know, during this war on working dads, you know, or something. Not, not to mention that uh, the same, you know, that, that since Nixon declared the war on drugs, uh, you know, the police have been, the federal government has doled out a great deal of money to local law enforcement in order to increase police. And one must assume, I'm not saying that we, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that we don't need people around to provide protection services. I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying that maybe some of these police are uh, employed in in you know restricting your freedom in this area all right all right well you said um you said uh nixon 
uh, his war on drugs started it. Um, uh, Reagan, you know, um, we have uh, President Reagan, the kingpin statute. I mean, this is kind of, you know, it's like a tax that starts, you know, a temporary tax that starts and ah, never goes away and gets bigger. Uh, we have gone from kingpins losing everything to grandma's house being taken because Junior has a couple plants on the back for yep. yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Um, they're taking, you know, they're taking cars. Oh, wait a minute, you know, there was a bag of weed in the car. We're taking your car. Hey, yep. I didn't buy the car with a bag of weed, all right? Um, you know, I got whatever, whatever my job is, and I'm smoking weed. I know people that have given up so that they could have jobs at the terminal, so that they can work for um, UPS because they're going to work jobs that are tested. You know, when uh, when someone with a hangover or just a simple, you know, dummy, you know, someone with 89, you know, IQ drops a pallet on you, if you smoked some weed 28 days ago, insurance company's not paying. You know, you Oof. might have taken a couple hits at the Super Bowl party. Dummy runs into you drunk with a forklift, you know, or hung over, and yay, yay, you know, we don't pay. You know, it's like, okay, so the insurance company, the law is that, you know, oh, there's marijuana in the system. It um, it, it had to be something he did, to, you know, to make the boss. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Drop a box on him. Yeah, Indeed. Is, it's on and on and on. I don't know if we're at the bottom of the ladder trying to step into the abyss or what, but... Good Something Lord, needs to change, Jeff, and I think you've outlined uh, some really screwed up policies that exist today. I appreciate your call tonight, 855-450-FREE. Let's continue. Leon, listening in Albuquerque to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Go ahead, Leon. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, got a question. Well, first of all, that guy just was on the air. If you got tested and you had marijuana in your system and you smoked 28 days earlier, and you got a pallet dropped on you, and they said, well, you got marijuana in your system. That's nobody's fault. That's just a bad attorney. So you need to hire a better attorney. Anyway, I'll take your word for um, it, but well, I've heard claim, a lot of stories like that. His claim is the insurance policy just doesn't cover that sort of thing. Which, Yeah, well, if they drop you because you had 28, you had a certain level of marijuana in your system, and, and it's indicative of how many, how many days it, it metabolizes in your body, it would... That's just ridiculous. Anyway, what I wanted to say was... It is ridiculous. I've heard it before. (laughs) Yeah, well, anyway. um, What I wanted to say mainly was why? Why do we need another legal drug out there? I just don't understand why... Are you being facetious? No, he's not. No, 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 I'm being serious. Personally, in my life, I've I've argued for the legalization because I've seen some things. I've arrested some people for ridiculous little amounts of marijuana. I've broken up families for it. I've destroyed lives well, for there, it. Well, you answered it's your own question. Of, That's why. But no, but what I'm saying is in the big picture, and I've, and I've fought against it. I, I don't like it. But I, what I just want to know is why do we need another legal drug? I don't care if... You know, because the war on drugs, drug. even if drugs are bad, even if marijuana is bad, the war on drugs where you break up families over a joint is worse. That's why. But why do we need to, Why do we need another legal or decriminalized? I don't understand. What good is because it do people are being having their because lives people destroyed. People who are paid to arrest people will arrest you if you have this drug. Otherwise. That's why those people that you put in jail cells and you know ripped up their lives, they are not better off because of it. Right? You, you didn't agree? arrest anybody for tomatoes; they're legal. Yeah, exactly. No, you're exactly right. But what I'm saying is completely off of that subject. What good will marijuana? Well, not off subject, but what good would would marijuana 
do us if it sold a cigarette? The, the good, good is that you will no longer society. be the, – the answer to the question is the good is that you will no longer be doing harm. People who are like you out there arresting over 800,000 marijuana smokers every year in this country will no longer be doing that. You're not Those exactly answering would, his question. Let me jump in here real quick. Uh, the best part is, from what I can see, the harm reduction that my partner's talking about. However, if you want to know the good, the good is that many artists uh, say that they perform better, uh, that they're more creative with marijuana. The good is is that because um, marijuana is illegal, hemp's illegal, and therefore we can make paper more cheaply with less pollution. We can, uh, you know, have new uh, Paint, a new construction product, materials. Yeah, a new product to make construction materials. We have all kinds of uh, this hemp, this uh, this this thing that was, you know, that humans used to make rope and all clothing and all kinds of things. How about the good of sick legal. people, like so, people with multiple sclerosis to help and other sick diseases? People. There's the good. Yeah. Well. People with physical ailments, I understand that, but there's already drugs that exist for that. No, sir, they don't work. You, okay, look. You need to really look into this because there are people who have tried those other drugs and they found out that marijuana is better for them than those other drugs. It's less addictive. You know, it's not. It doesn't have the same side effects. Uh, so really, uh-huh. you, you should look into how effective medical marijuana is for the people that have chosen to use it. Many of these people are choosing to use marijuana as a last resort because they've gone through all of the official methods, all the allopathic remedies that are out there, and they've been very disappointed by them. Then they try this little little plant that grows from the earth, and they've, it's essentially a miracle solution for them. I mean, I, I really would encourage you to take some time and to research how effective marijuana can be for people who have various different uh, maladies it's a very effective uh drug in a variety of different ways sir okay and and you're saying it's very effective but what 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 are you talking about when you're saying it's very effective how many people are in this study that you've talked about you guys throw studies around study after study after study around the world there's not one single study that you can quote that doesn't you know the shame the shame of all this is leon is that you put people in jail and you didn't even know why you didn't even know anything about it you just did what you were told you don't you don't know anything Uh, about uh, this drug i know exactly why and i did it because it's a gateway drug. If you don't believe it's Ridiculous. a gateway drug, you guys The government's own that. study, Leon, the government's own, the federal government Institute of Medicine 1999 study uh, contradicted that claim. That's nonsense. It is not a gateway drug. The reason why it would in any way be considered a gateway is because it's illegal. And so, therefore, when people go to purchase marijuana, they're going to the black market and they are encountering people who are more likely to offer them other drugs. It's not the same as. Sorry? So either way, your study now said now you're okay with the government doing their own study. I'm not okay with the government existing. Like. I think the government needs to go away, so I'm not okay with that at all. I'm just pointing out that you said it was a gateway drug, and I'm telling you your own employer, the uh, the government, disagrees with you on that point at, at this point in time. So we've now given you several reasons why ending marijuana prohibition would be very good, and it doesn't okay, so- sound like you've been persuaded. Well, I, I just see it destroy too many lives. Marijuana, even when, they, even when they don't, even when they don't get caught. Yes, marijuana. So somehow it's yes. better for that person to be put in a jail cell. That you putting them in a jail cell makes their life better. Alcohol doesn't destroy lives. So you guys, when we legalize this stuff and you bring over all this free, this marijuana, it's legal. Who do you think's going to run those little stores? Who do you think's going to sell it? Who do you? I the think same people that run the stores that sell alcohol and tobacco. Do you not like Indian people? Is we'll that what you're claiming? More. I'll, I'll bring Leon back here. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. 
It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and use uh, the various features there for free. The other talk show hosts in the business want to charge you for their sites. Ours is on the house. You can actually control the content as well. So instead of us telling you what's important on our site, you tell us. Uh, You submit different things to the website, like maybe a news article or a blog post, perhaps a YouTube video, and then other listeners can vote and you get to vote as well and the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site meaning other listeners see it we're more likely to see it more likely to talk about it so uh, go and get involved get interactive at freetalklive.com it's because of listeners like you participating in our website is why it's a good site if it weren't for you going there and submitting things to it it would be awful so thank you for uh, going to freetalklive.com and interacting with our features Uh, As we're going to continue here in a moment, for those of you just tuning in, we've had a discussion throughout the show tonight, started by talking about Barack Obama and his lowest of the low of hypocrisy. I mean, if you thought Clinton and Bush were bad, this guy is even worse. And and the only reason we know he's worse is because the information has come out. Maybe it was true of Bush and Clinton, too. Maybe they were big partiers and big potheads in their college years, too. They say about Bush, that's for sure. It's probably true, but we know it's true about Barack Obama. I can't believe that Clinton wasn't a partier. Sorry. Right. We know it's true about Barack Obama. And there's now this uh, new book that is going to be uh, coming out. It's a biography. Uh, it's being reported on, reported on over at ABC News. The biography will be entitled Barack Obama, The Story, written by David Marinus. And in this book, uh, David Marinus interviews the Choom Gang, members of the Choom Gang. This was uh, Barack Obama's crew that he hung out with uh, in his high school, college years. And basically, Choom uh, was slang at the time for them for smoking marijuana. Uh, so essentially, that's what they were all about was getting high and there's nothing wrong with uh, smoking cannabis i have no objection to it i've done it plenty of times in my life but what's wrong is smoking cannabis and then putting people in prison for the for the very same thing that's that's wrong in my opinion and he's doing that and he's unapologetic about it and he's increasing the uh the, the war on drugs he has not cut it back much to the chagrin of many of the people that voted for him thinking that because he'd smoked pot in the past that he might be able to identify with people who have smoked yeah. pot it's, and I therefore show some mercy i think it's pathetic the way that people think that uh, oh well you know he might do this and he might do that i mean the anti-war people voted for him for that reason too and i it's it's sad and you know he's tricked a lot of them we had a caller who called in in the last segment leon leon uh, yeah. the last caller yeah and he the asked, drug warrior well, no, he is not a drug warrior. He said that he has advocated against marijuana being um, legal in the past, but you know he had some questions. Now, I don't think that he was very he was very honest in the way that he asked them. But whatever, you know, he asked a question which was, you know, what good does marijuana do? We listed off like four things that uh, were good that marijuana does, and you know he picked up on one of them and kind of uh, equivocated on it, but. Um, you know, th- th- this, that or the other. But, um, you know, near the end of it, he said, 
do we really want uh, no actually near the beginning do we really want another legal drug and i'd say yes absolutely here's the reason in if you look at in the netherlands if you look in portugal places where they've decriminalized marijuana against the united states state department's uh, uh you know be- better wishes there they have seen a drop in teenage usage of marijuana and a drop in usage of marijuana generally it's true. so Yes, absolutely. If you want less drug usage, then what we need now is another legal drug. Well, actually, we need more than that. What we need is all drugs to be completely decriminalized, all drugs to be legal. That's what we need. We need freedom. (laughs) That's what we need. We don't need prohibition. Prohibition is evil. It does horrible things to people. It destroys lives. These are the reasons why these drugs, even the bad ones like methamphetamine, should be made legal because... It's a safer atmosphere. The drugs are uh, going to be purer. They're going to be safer. They're going to be able to be doled out in dosages. One of the last questions before the break was, who is going to sell these drugs? The suggestion being that, well, if we just legalize marijuana, we're going to have marijuana pushers running up and down the street, plying children at, at playgrounds. There's going to be all kinds Great, of... because children have a lot of money. My well, son Jack, you know, his, his pockets are... He's four years old. His pockets are just shoved full of cash but to buy pot. The idea being that the distribution model would stay the same, which is absolutely ludicrous. The distribution model... The distribution model for alcohol didn't stay the same. <laughs> right. You know, what it NASCAR came from the, uh, the, the guys that were running uh, whiskey or whatever, running right. uh, Adolphus alcohol. Bush sold beer before alcohol was illegal and he sold beer after alcohol was illegal or was legalized and you know the the drug gangs or the the alcohol gangs ran it in the interim if you want the if you want the gangs in charge of the drugs go ahead make it illegal the only people that benefit as the previous caller pointed out the only people that benefit from illegal drugs are organized crime you like organized crime let's keep drugs illegal yeah um like and and bureaucrats, bodies. bureaucrats and politicians, the bureaucrats that fight the drug war, they know their job. They know that their job is secured by the drug war. They know it. I mean, I, I <laughs> and they should know it's wrong what they're doing. Many of the prison guards with whom I worked at one point would say this is job security. A lot of them know it's wrong, too. They keep doing it because they don't want to lose their jobs. It's wrong to take peaceful people and put them in cages if they haven't harmed anybody else. And that's what the war on drugs is doing. So it's good by proxy when you eliminate prohibition. The, the elimination of prohibition is enough good on its own, regardless of what the drugs can do for people. And boy, can marijuana do a lot for a lot of people. But regardless of all that, there's plenty of good in just stopping the war on drugs. Let's continue with your calls and your thoughts. Oh, by the way, a little more about uh, Barack Obama here. Uh, The race to the top of Mount Tantalus pitted the Choom Wagon against another friend's Toyota. Obama was in the Toyota. The Choom Wagon made it to the top first. These are some of the stories from his uh, high school and uh, college years, according to his buddies in the Choom Gang. When the other car didn't show up, those in the Choom Wagon drove back down to find them. Here's how Maramis described what happened next. On the way down, they saw a figure who appeared to be staggering up the road. It was Barry Obama. What was going on? As they drew closer, they noticed that he was laughing so hard he could barely stand up. His friend had rolled the car. Fortunately, no one was hurt. And amazingly, they avoided trouble by leaving the driver alone to deal with the police by claiming it was just an unfortunate mishap. Marinus concludes his chapter on Obama's high school years by looking at a note that Obama had written his high school yearbook in a section reserved for students to give a line or two giving thanks to those who helped along the way. Obama had written this, thanks, Tut, that is his grandmother, Gramps, 
Choom Gang, and Ray for all the good times. Who was Ray? Ray was the older guy who hung around the Choom Gang selling them pot. A hippie drug dealer made his acknowledgments, and his mother did not. So, Barack Obama gave a shout-out to Ray, his uh, his pot dealer, in his uh, <laughs> thanks in the school yearbook. 855-450-FREE, and now he's putting people in prison uh, because of the uh, war on drugs, because of marijuana, and anyone who thinks that time in prison is helping anyone who's addicted to drugs is absolutely insane. You don't know anything about prison. You can get drugs in prison, hello, and by the way, if you think that you can stop drug use through all the force of the federal and state and local governments, just look at a prison. You can't even stop drugs in prison. It's the most secure, one of the most secure places that you can possibly imagine. And they can't stop prisoners from using and buying and selling drugs on the inside of that facility. Any prison. Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, having been in prison, I, I would say for that— For nine years. Yeah, for nine years, eight, eight years, six months, 21 days. I would say that there are probably some people that found their bottom in prison and chose to not do drugs again as a result. But I would say that they are in, you know, fewer than 10%. If you went around, you had some drugs to be able to pass out in prison— I don't think too many people would turn you down. No doubt. Let's talk to John listening in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, WRNN. Hey, John. How's it going? I can't believe I just waited 30 minutes to get online. But, uh, you know. Thanks for your patience, John. Try the Rush Limbaugh show. You wait three hours. So I'm I'm used to it. Uh, You know, and I don't don't mean to be um, harsh, but we're a nation of laws. And you know who Charlie Wrangle is? You two are just uh, great guys, but you're 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 mildly anar- you're, you're anarchist. Period. I am not an anarchist, it's, sir. You're never going to have the majority in this country. There's too many conservatives, too many of the Christian right, and I'm one of them. And you might well. well just, I wish the Christian right would keep would do what God did on. and leave people alone. Both of you, hang on a moment Our here. Moves, We're going to bring you back, you know? John. You stick with God us. God gave people free choice. You're supposed to be in the image of Christ. You're no Christian. More coming up here in moments. If John sticks with us, he's welcome to come back. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live Saturday edition of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want, 855-450-FREE. You can also join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And all the features on the site we give away. So head over to freetalklive.com where you can uh, sign up for news updates. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method works best for you. News.freetalklive.com is where you can go to sign up. That's news.freetalklive.com, like everything else on our site. They're free. Many companies, as they grow, they'll, they'll lose their passion or their mandate for what they do. But not so with O'Neill Coffee. The third-generation family-owned business still roasts each batch with the finest beans and the utmost care. 
They have more than 40 different varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. And when they say gourmet, like I've had this coffee and it's some of the best coffee I've had in my life. My favorite is the, the French Roast Decaf, but they've got, like they said, 40 different varieties. And you don't have to get what I got. Uh, to show the Free Talk Live audience their commitment to freedom and making great coffee, they're offering a free mug and free shipping on orders of $75 or more. And you, this is a great price. This is going to be a better price, likely, than uh, any of the places you go in town to get your uh, you know, fresh roasted coffee. Go um, support great coffee craftsmanship at a great price at coffee.freetalklive.com. John is still with us listening in Myrtle Beach to WRNN. Now, John, you call in uh you had something to say and i wanted to make sure you had enough time to get your thoughts out and we could respond have a conversation here but there was one correction i wanted to make uh you called us anarchists on this program and i'm sorry but no i'm not you want to an- legalize drugs you're an anarchist no i'm not an anarchist but i meant that in the nicest way i appreciate that and uh, i you know i'm not an anarchist because anarchists every saturday thank you i appreciate that anarchism suggests uh violence anarchism suggests the uh, the lack of rules and i'm not some guy with a handlebar mustache and a little bomb in his hand right i'm not opposed to rules when we're talking about Uh, private property anyway go ahead sir passive how about passive anarchist nope no, because uh, to, to be an anarchist, an anarchist suggests that I'm opposed to rules. Well, I believe in I, government. I believe humans need governance. How's that? Am I an anarchist? Okay, well, right right before you went on, you put me on hold, uh, you got the last comment out, and you said that God gave people free choice. Yep. Now, okay, let me just get this out. The only free choice you have with God is to accept Him into your life. After that, you have commandments and lifestyle you have to follow. Or you, or you die. Yeah, you, but you, you still have the choice. And, and you, gotta, you, you, you still get the choice. To God him. gave you that decision. To accept him. And he's got a really great That's little it. out. Like, you don't have to follow the commandments. You just say, oh, I'm sorry, God, and then you're out of it. No. So, I mean, you know, no, you can go no, lay waste Catholic. to countries. I mean, there have been all kinds of Christian leaders that have killed and destroyed. Right. Constantine, right. who uh, made uh, you know made Christianity what it is today, was an abject killer. And uh, the idea that, uh, you know, that somehow or another you have to follow these rules is absolute nonsense. Well, the way the, the status quo is, and it's never going to change in this com- country, and a lot of people are comfortable with it, the majority that is, you just got to look at the reality of it. It's the way it is. We're a nation of laws. We have an American way of life. It's not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. And that's just the way it is. How many Republican and, and, talking and points do you have at once? <laughs> well, if I live in a neighborhood, I don't like the HOA. I sell my home and I move to another neighborhood. Okay. Well, uh, you, know, you don't like it. The United States State Department uh, forces its anti-drug rules on Latin America, right? So this, your HOA is going around and forcing the other HOAs at the point of a gun um, to do what they want. Well, that's fine with me. I don't yeah, mind that. Right. I'm, I'm also right. Threatening other advancement. sovereign go- governments is fine with you. Because that's what Jesus, Jesus would do. Jesus would do that. Well, sure he would. No, sure he, he would. wouldn't. Wow. Jesus, would, Jesus would aim a nuclear weapon at somebody? Well, you know what? I'm ready to aim one at China or, or the Middle East. You are ludicrous. Jesus wouldn't. How though. can no. anyone take you seriously when you say you're a Christian? Well, that's just the way it is. Well, what does being a Christian mean to you? Uh, Christian means uh, following a set of rules. Yeah, Ten Commandments there. Well, hold it. When the, you ten commandments, the Ten Commandments are for Jews. Other countries, when ten, you have other hey, countries, it's like you've never even read the Bible. The Ten Commandments are for Jews. The only, Jew, the only commandments for Christians is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor. That's the people down in South America as yourself. In the Middle East. Yeah. 
So I guess I guess if I were to ask you the question, um, you know, about nine eleven when the, when the two planes went into the towers and we found out that it was, you know, the Middle East and it was it was the Middle uh, East. No, it was thirteen. You, you mean the plot of yeah. land actually yeah. flew planes yeah. into buildings? Exactly right. It was it was an ideology. <laughs> it was exactly for real. I'm I'm asking you a direct question here, I, and you didn't let me finish. This okay. is what you do when you hear something uncomfortable. Oh, please. Okay, I'm asking you a very simple question. What's that? When we found out it was Al-Qaeda, okay, do you blame us and our policies for that happening, or do you an ideology of the Muslim religion to conquer us as Christians and kill us or convert us? Let me, let me ask That's you this the question. the real reason that they want to blow us let up. Let me Not ask you this question. Don't answer, don't answer uh, his question with a question. But I, I will answer, but I think he has to, no, I'm going to have him answer the, the question himself. Who armed uh, the Mujahideen whom the, uh, the CIA then named uh, afterwards Al-Qaeda? Who armed them? Uh, we are the Mujahideen. Okay, then, and, and how would you feel? Communism. How would you oh, feel um, in order to? Uh, that's it. Support evil people in order to defeat evil people. There's a good idea. Jesus would do that crap too. How would you feel about a group of people that were responsible for, say, uh, killing people in your neighborhood or your community? Would you want to kill them? We arm them to defeat the Russians. Uh, that, that wasn't an answer to the question I just asked you. Well, how would you feel about a group of people that killed people in your neighborhood? Depends on who the people were. You, uh, okay, <laughs> innocent people in your neighborhood. I mean, if I lived, if I lived in a neighborhood full of kind of radical innocent Muslims, people in your it. neighborhood, innocent people that would that would probably bother okay. me. So then, my answer to your question is mm-hmm. that I think that the thirteen people or whatever it is, however many people were involved, the fewer than two dozen people that appeared to have been involved in nine eleven, or the fewer than a hundred, certainly people that were involved in nine eleven, were criminals that killed people, and that there is no group of people of a certain skin color or live in a certain geographic area that you can blame it on. Really. So really? you think it was just 13 people? You don't think it was an ideology? I said less than 100. How's that? training camps all over the world. I think, I think the United States has an ideology that it can do whatever it wants in any other country. The United States government feels like it can force its will on other people, and that has repercussions, my friend. You know what I think sad, well, John, is that uh, I yes, think— Yes, you can. You can. You can kill and destroy enough to get what you want, but it makes you a murderer. Mm. It's no, not murder not when really. the government does it, Mark. It's a legal killing. That's then. right. It's when the government does it. It's just okay. Hey, I could be a Christian and advocate the government kill right. people, and I'm not a murderer. Hey, Jesus, Jesus said so. Hey, John, who would Jesus kill? Uh, probably a Muslim. You have no idea what you're talking phone. about. Thanks for the call. You are ludicrous. Absolutely outrageous. That's right, because because there were Zoroastrians running around uh, at that time too, and Jesus was just wiping them out. <laughs> what? One eight five five four fifty free. That's he killed the a bunch sickles. of Pharisees and Sadducees, even though I disagreed with them. No wonder no one takes Christianity seriously. The people who, or at least no one that I know, uh, the people who it gets me uh, so angry because this is the kind of this is the kind of Christianity that I came from. People that just can't put a coherent thought together. Right. I mean, I understand. There's no principle behind that man. The guy operates a a fine life, and he's probably a good man. But then when it comes to foreign policy and his ideas on religion, he cannot stick them together because it's impossible. 1-855-450-FREE. I always thought Christianity was about love and uh, forgiveness and, you know, trying to emulate. Do you have any evidence of that? Trying to emulate Christ. Any evidence of that? Well, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of it in the Bible. Uh, Historical stuff, but not the people that run around calling themselves no, Christians. No, the Christians largely. are absolutely They're the outrageous. Pharisees and the Sadducees that Jesus came to be against. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. Talk live. You can bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. They are completely free. Again, freetalklive.com. Listening options available, including live streams, broadband, midband, narrowband, three different size stream bit rates for different uh, size internet connections. All of them are free at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can learn about our over 100 great radio stations on AM and FM across the country that air this show at various times throughout the week. Indeed, uh, there's also our satellite listening choices, like XM Satellite Radio, where we are live on Extreme Talk on the weekends, and then during the week you'll find us on America's Talk. Plus, we're up on uh, KU Band on uh, satellite, uh, which is another alternative delivery method for you. Uh, there's also the webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. You know, Mark, I wasn't quite accurate and I said I didn't know any Christians uh, that were, I forget what I said, something about Christians, not knowing Christians. I know a couple Christians and they're real Christians. They're Christians that are actually dedicated to the idea of peace. Uh, Christians. They that- are taking the narrow road that few take. They are passing through the eye of the needle the vast majority of people um you know and and i I know it shows right like i it's it's a hundred percent shows the damage that i got from mainstream christianity the the christian schools that i went to and the uh the the places where i taught sunday school the damage that i received and the reason that i felt so at home when i got to a unprogrammed quaker meeting is is that you know these people believe what christianity was at least some at some point near the past, you know, in the first, second, third centuries, that kind of thing. The good Christians that I know are the ones that are here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. People like Michelle Seven, uh, Varen Swearingen. Varen's a former president of the Free State Project. Michelle, of course, uh, has been on our show a number of times. Actually, she's going to be coming on uh, every other Thursday night Co-host, starting yeah. this week. So she'll be back on the air with Free Talk Live. Uh, Michelle's going to be coming to the Porcupine Freedom Festival coming up here in less than a month. So it's a great chance to, if you are a real Christian, you know, one that actually tries to emulate Jesus and doesn't support killing people around the world. Uh, if you're a real Christian, you're, you're going to love the Christians you meet at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. In fact, on Sunday morning, there's usually some sort of a Christian gathering. Yeah, there's gathering, like a Jewish so. gathering, and there's an, even an atheist gathering. Quaker gathering. Uh, Quaker gathering. And so there's a variety of people from different religious uh, viewpoints that are, are together at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And everybody gets along. There's even going to be some Muslims there, I think. Indeed. And uh, because... Hey, they support peace, too. I know there's a couple of Odinists coming, too. Right. Uh, And so go to Porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. That's pork as in porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Get registered. It's not too late. 35 bucks. Get you in for the whole week. Plus, you've got to add camping onto that. And you can get in touch with Rogers Rogers Campground. Hook up your campsite. Split the campsite with a few people. It'll cost you next to nothing. And you'll have a great time with other people that understand what liberty is all about. Porkfest.com. As we continue with you and your thoughts, Brad, listening in South Carolina, WSCFM in Charleston. Hey, Brad. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm uh, 
just on a long road trip right now, and you guys are just keeping me thoroughly entertained right Welcome, now. Welcome, sir. The Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, well, I just wanted to start off by saying, you know, it's refreshing to hear you guys, obviously, libertarians. Uh, I'm a huge social uh, progressive, and a huge problem I have is just the inconsistencies that I hear on a lot of pe- from a lot of people on the opposite side of the aisle when it comes to talking about small government. And then when it comes to the issue of, you know, legalization, all of a sudden they're all about, like, the government interfering with our business. Oh, and yeah. I, and it's, very, it's very refreshing that you guys are this, inconsistent with your beliefs. And, this is and what happened to me. Doing that. Yeah, that's what happened to me is I was essentially just your average ditto head Republican. And as time went by, you know, I could not – face the inconsistencies and the philosophy that says that I believe that uh, people, you know, you know, that the people's money shouldn't be taken by the government. I believe in small government. I believe this, that, and the other. And then somehow support this government program or that government program. I mean, I love NASA. I like space. But that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, NASA is the most efficient way to get there. I don't know. So, so a couple of quick points here. First of all, in terms of uh, Obama, I'm a reluctant supporter of him at this point. When it comes to this issue, I feel very strongly about it and that, that he's been a huge hypocrite on this issue, and not just in, in light of the you know recent uh, exploits that have come to light from this uh, biography that will be coming out. But on the campaign trail in 2008, he was asked point blank if he would use the you know federal funds, if he would use authorize the uh, DEA to go after medicinal patients in California, my home state. He said that it wasn't a smart use of resources and he wouldn't <laughs> authorize it. And of course, we've seen a, a complete 180. In the past couple of months, he's been more aggressive than, than eight years of, of W ever was. Hey, Brad, do you remember day. after Obama was elected, they were all making a big deal about how, ooh, we're really connected with the internet, and they had this yeah. uh, they had this question Obama contest thing that they did where everyone could go to the campaign website or whatever it was, and they could submit a question for Barack Obama, and that Barack Obama was going to answer the most asked question of all of, you know, whatever the country's uh, aggregate was. And the question ended up being about marijuana decriminalization. (laughs) And so, like, the number one question on everybody's mind that they wanted to hear from this guy was, what are you going to do about marijuana decriminalization? And his answer was basically, F you, I'm not doing a damn thing. Yeah, or or I'm just going to skirt the issue, you know, the classic, you know, I didn't inhale kind of defense. You know, let's just... uh deflect this question whenever possible. Um, just going back to, you know, some of the callers you had, you just had some guy talking about a, a Christian conservative about how, oh, it's never going to change. That guy needs to, you know, do some more research and see how this country is always evolving on issues. Yeah. And in fact, in the past 10, 15 years, we've seen a sea change when it comes to popular support, not just in states of California, but very traditionally red states, very social conservative states are starting to, you know, 50 so embracing legalization, criminalization. Montana. So, we had Dave from Montana calling yeah. earlier. I mean, there's another. Yeah, I didn't want to argue with him what the statistics were because he clearly didn't yeah. care about them. Uh, but <laughs> the fact is, the fact is that um, you know, if you cut out the 65 plusers out of the uh, the demographics, you would have marijuana legal legalized, and then and then gave a referendum, you'd have marijuana legalized tomorrow, and all the moral yeah. majority down in the South, it wouldn't matter one whit. Well, right. The idea that things aren't going to ever change is absolutely. You're right, Brad. Is totally ignoring reality because the one thing you can count on in life is that things are going to change. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about this country, too, without getting off on that tangent. And then what I really was calling about before all these other issues came to the fray was just, you know, how there's all these ulterior motives. I would be so much more okay with 
marijuana being illegal if the government was straightforward with us about why they keep it illegal. But it's not. It's very much about, you know, following the money, you know, the cottage industry of the prison industry. Obviously, anybody that's a prison guard loves keeping uh, marijuana illegal. Because wouldn't you love to have, you know, your job that much easier? Than well, to be, to be fair to prison guards, uh, there's actually the jail here in Cheshire County, New Hampshire, where we live, uh, is actually run by a guy who's a member of law enforcement against prohibition. So, the you know, it's an yeah. ironic position oh, in that yeah. he's actually running the jail while speaking out against the war on drugs. And there are a couple of the guards in the jail, I know this because I was in there recently, uh, who are wearing uh, law enforcement against prohibition pins uh, while they're wow. on duty. So they're not all bad, but you're absolutely right about your point uh, all that although that said i still wouldn't support drug prohibition even if they were honest about it because it's wrong to aggress against peaceful people and brad Absolutely. good call appreciate hearing from you tonight sir 855-450 free let's go to matthew listening in myrtle beach to wrnn hey matthew hey how you doing man what's on your mind tonight um nothing um that whole thing i just want to applaud you on your argument you made about uh how like during the 1930s and during prohibition that Bush Company, let's say, sold liquor, and then when they made it illegal, they um, the gang sold it, and then basically America's just supporting gangs by giving, making marijuana illegal. Absolutely. They're supporting their own gang, too, because the U.S. government is the biggest criminal gang, uh, most successful There's a lot of evidence gang. the U.S. government does business with these uh, gangs in, in some way, shape, or form. The CIA is always, you know, involved in some way or shape, some way or another. Other thoughts, Matthew? Yeah, the, um, but all the politicians now, they're what, in their 50s, 60s, let's say? They never really, they probably grew up not even smoking weed. That's um, not true. If you're 60 years try, old right now, you know? if you're 60 today, a lot of 70. <laughs> if you are 60 today, my dad is near near 60, like 62, I think, or going to be 62 this year. He was 19 in 1969 during the heyday of the hippie generation. So plenty yeah. of politicians today are very aware of what marijuana is, and they are very familiar with it. And everybody knows people who smoke marijuana, whether they realize it or not. Uh, it's just that it just keeps going because it's got momentum and uh, the police speak out against decriminalization every chance they get. Thanks, Matthew. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Are you excited about Flaming Freedom's bigger, gayer dance party at this year's Pork Fest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hopping dance music and a giant tent full of liberty lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Uh, d- sure, Claire. Super gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Violencia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for gayest costume, best drag queen, and best drag king. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash dance party. This is Free Talk Live, but moments remain in this particular edition of the program. No worries, though. We do it seven nights a week, so if you don't get a chance to get in tonight with your thoughts, well, Mark and Stephanie are going to be here tomorrow night. Actually, I'm going to presume Stephanie's going to be here. She was out last week. Is she uh, There's a family emergency. I, I, don't, I haven't spoken to her. Uh, you know, I, don't think that she, I don't think she's not going to be here. So Okay, great. So uh, Mark and Stephanie 
uh, will be here tomorrow night for the live Sunday edition. If you don't get it on your local talk radio station or our weekday show, give them a call and talk to the program director. Tell them thank you, first and foremost, for airing some free talk live. Then ask real nicely to get some more because we do it seven nights a week, live from 7 to 10 Eastern time. And don't forget, you can always join us online at freetalklive.com. And by the way, if you would like, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com, learn how to get a free bumper sticker there, as well as uh, download web graphics for your website or high-res graphics you can use to make t-shirts and stuff or whatever it is you want to do with our logos. You can go and uh, do all that, uh, download flyers and more over at promote.freetalklive.com. Let's continue here as we go to, I believe we have Steve in Seattle, Washington. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, okay, so I, I graduated high school in 1984, right? And uh, the other day I was looking at my email. I want to make this real quick. I'm going to give you the abbreviated version because I know we're short on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking through my email, and I get this email from this uh, gal who's in charge of the uh, the high school reunion committee, you know, for our class reunions. And she said, oh, you know, uh, she sent this message, and she said, well, they're going to have a retirement uh, ceremony. They're going to retire this basketball player's numbers, some basketball player that we all went to school with. Uh, she named him my name and said, uh, you know, they're going to retire his number. They're going to have a big ceremony, and everybody's invited to come, please, RSVP. So to my mind, RSVP means that you reply saying that you are going to go or you're not going to go. So I responded saying that I wasn't going to go. I, I, you know, have other stuff to do. And I said, and I made it a little sort of like an offhanded comment. Well, I don't even know who this guy is anyway, so it's really meaningless to me. And so she sent back this email, and she goes, well, what do you mean you don't know who this guy is? He's uh, He was the star basketball player. He he shot the final shot in the such-and-such playoff game. And <laughs> we and this the, was back when you were in whatever. school? In 1984, yeah. And then, she, and then he went on to be an all-star college player, and then he went on to play with the Bears or Bulls or whoever, whatever professional, some professional basketball team. I don't know anything about this kind of stuff, so right. as you can probably tell. And so uh, I, I I sent back just a one-line note. I said, sorry, it doesn't ring a bell. And she sent back this scathing screed of an email <laughs> telling me that I don't have any school spirit and uh, that I, uh, I I was, uh, you know, it doesn't matter that I don't remember him at that school because nobody remembers me because I was utterly insignificant at that school and uh, I'm well, not true to my school and all this stuff. You and did ask for it by I, you did yeah. ask for it with a snide comment. <laughs> I gotta say you place. did poke, <laughs> you poked the lion, but um, you know I, I mean. But I think school spirit's silly. That's craziness, though, man. It is craziness. <laughs> I've never ever had school spirit, even back in uh, elementary school. Oh. I, I hated pep rallies, and I couldn't stand yeah. the idea of school T-shirts, and I hated school spirit. Yeah, yeah, me too. And and, and my my last email to her, she didn't reply to it. I said, "Are you just?" Some crazy person or something. I mean, where did you come from? Where, what is this? Steve, thanks no. for the story tonight, man. I appreciate hearing no from you. Let's go to Christy, listening in Charleston, West Virginia, to WVTS. Hey, Christy. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, first, I want to say uh, thank you for your voice. Um, in Charleston, we really, all of the radio programs are all conservative. You're really the only voice of reason that we get. Oh, thank but you. What I wanna... Well, don't just thank me. Thank Dave Evans, the program director at WVTS. He's the guy that made the choice to put us on back there. I think it's far back as 2006. It's been a We've long been on time. in Charleston for a long time. And uh, give uh, give Dave a call at WVTS Bristol Broadcasting and tell him thank you because uh, he's actually uh, – WVTS is one of the stations that actually airs us on weeknights as well. And so you can actually get Free Talk Live almost every night oh, of the week I, there. I listen to you, yeah, all the time, yeah. Um, 
Well, what I wanted to say is here, I mean, you know, West Virginia, West Virginia is economically depressed, and I live in Charleston, and I often help um, friends, uh, lovely Syrian Muslim friends. Uh, that was for that caller a couple calls ago. Um, but so they run a store, and a lot of our um, customers are... Wait, wait, hold on. Christy, are you telling me that these Muslims haven't tried to kill you? You know they're running no. you know they're running tritium out of the back of that, right? <laughs> I just I just couldn't help but laugh when I heard him. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, you have to laugh. It's you mean the so part ridiculous. where he said the caller said he did, that Jesus would kill a Muslim? Well, and the fact that the whole Middle East is responsible for, you know, it's just so inane. Ridiculous. I, yeah, I just have to laugh. But what it was uh I'll quickly, I know we're short, but um no, like, our customers are the most economically depressed in West Virginia, and our state is one of the most economically So we're talking about the poor of the poor, mm-hmm. and we have a magazine that comes out once a month um, that shows all of the arrests in the county, right? And it shows everybody's pictures. And, like, I see so many of our customers, so I know who they are, and literally three-quarters of this magazine of arrests every month are drug-related arrests. Yep. And I just, I just think it's such a waste of resources. Personally, I think prostitution should be legal, too. But Absolutely. Yeah, but um, it's just such a waste of resources, and I don't know if you saw there, the AP had an article yesterday, the day before, about um, prisons in Norway, and just the statistics of their incarceration levels. I mean, I, I'm talking like per capita, mm-hmm. but like 2% of our crimes are only under a year, and like 95% of their crimes get like less than a year time. Just I don't know why we're not looking at other options. You know what I mean? It's just uh, not just the drugs, but also just the penal system in general. Yeah, you know? the uh, the idea of punitive uh, mentality, this punitive mentality, the idea that uh, we've got to be tough on crime and crack down and pen- you know punish these people for as many years as possible, it just doesn't work. It, it's I'm sorry, it doesn't work. The, the, obviously, the people in Norway understand this, but some other uh, systems around the world understand this. But the best way to handle crime and preventing it in the future is to have a, resti- a system of restitution, a system where the person who's victimized is not victimized twice. Twice as they currently are, because in today's system, when someone is actually victimized, we're talking about real crimes, not the the drugs yeah, uh, and all that. But like somebody, yeah. if they actually get hurt, they're victimized the first time by the criminal, and then later they're victimized by the system because they're forced to pay to put the criminal in a cage. Whereas what should be yeah, happening right. is the criminal should be making their victim whole again by making payments to them or doing whatever it takes to uh, to try to fill the whatever gap that they've created in their life. That would be a way to uh, to solve a lot of problems when it comes to crime. Because if the criminals knew that they'd actually have to make restitution to make good uh, on the crime that they committed rather than just sit off some time in a cage and then get off and go and uh, you know, commit some more crimes because you met all kinds of interesting criminals while you're in the cage. Sure, and, le- and learn new skills, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You nailed it, Christy. Well, Anything else you want to sh- uh, say tonight? Uh, down with Bashar Assad. That's <laughs> Who's that? Oh, the, uh, the, the Syrian guy. I don't know who that oh, is. Oh, yeah, all my friends are Syrians, and their families are in such a— uh, peril right now and yeah. being arrested every day and it's just terrible oh is he the uh, their politician you. over there the the, the ruler oh, the monster gotcha yeah, the monster. christy thank you yeah. for the call tonight i appreciate uh, hearing from you uh, let's continue and talk to don listening wrnn in south carolina uh, in little river hey, don. Die, my friends. hey what's going uh, on now i want to get back onto the marijuana issue Do al it. capone's worst nightmare was the legalization of uh Alcohol, sure was. That would have put him out of business. It did, but you know when it wasn't regulated by the government, which I don't want to bring up any more government regulations. But there was a lot of poison going around. Yep, 
And who knows what's coming across the borders and what they're using on it to grow it. And there's also the plus of the amount of tax revenue. Maybe they can cut down our gas taxes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not real fond of the idea of uh, you know putting taxes on marijuana, but I know that likely that that is the way that it will come about. Um, you know, it, that they, it will because it's on your cigarettes, and it, well, shortly after the uh, Revolutionary War, it was on alcohol. I'm sure uh, distilled spirits. Yep, they uh, and and what that what happened there was uh, th- that was what the whiskey rebellion was about. The people that were out west uh, would try. You, it's harder to to ship grain into town, but it's a lot easier when you distill it down to liquor. And uh, you know they only put the tax on the liquor, not on the grain. So it was basically a tax on people who were you know disenfranchised and out west. Yeah, well, I just think it would be safer if it was. Uh, and I hate to say the word regulated. And I hate to say the word tax too, but you know, I think it would be a lot safer. It would be it would be a better situation than uh, the one in which we are finding ourselves today. But the best situation would be a completely decriminalized situation where the government doesn't get involved, the government doesn't tax, the government doesn't control, and to allow the marketplace to decide how to uh, to self regulate. But I thank you, Don, for the call tonight. Uh, for final thoughts, we go to Robert, listening to WBHP in Huntsville. Hey, Robert, go ahead. You've got to talk into your phone, not listen to the radio. Robert, going once. Robert in Alabama, you got to turn that radio down. Going oh, twice. Oh, that's Mobile, Alabama, not Huntsville now. I'm sorry, they had a, they had the call letters wrong. I apologize, sir. Go ahead. You got about tw- uh, twenty seconds. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, yeah, I've used uh, younger. I'm almost sixty, so I've used quite a few marijuana and every type of drug, and. Uh, it affected my life in some ways, but uh, it really wasn't that addictive to marijuana. Very good, sir. I wish we had more time That's for you. You're welcome to call us back tomorrow night. Appreciate hearing from you, and then we'll be online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. The liberty movement is bursting at the seams with women from all walks of life who are courageously dedicating their time and energy in the pursuit of a freer society. Every day, the message is spread by this small but growing demographic. This year, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the creators of Silver Circle will be giving away the first-ever Zoe Taylor Award. Zoe Taylor is the lead female rebel in the upcoming animated film Silver Circle, whose dedication to destroying the Federal Reserve makes her a positive female role model. Nominate who you think deserves the Zoe Taylor Award today by sending an email with the name and a 300-word minimum essay of why you think this person deserves the Zoe Taylor Award to award at silvercirclemovie.com. The deadline for nominations is June 1st at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit silvercirclemovie.com for more details.